Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. It's so good to be with you today as we continue along in the Gospels. Where we left off last time, we were in Luke chapter 2. Jesus was about the age of 12 years old, and he found his way into the temple, and he left off by saying, I must be about my father's business. Well, now we're going to fast forward it where Jesus is about 30 years old, and we're back introduced to his cousin. You remember who the cousin of Jesus was? Well, of course, we know him as John the Baptist. And we have the story in Mark, and we have also the story in Matthew and and Luke. So we'll be bouncing back back and forth through the Gospels. And we'll start in Luke chapter 3, verse 1, where we read, Now in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea. Of course, we know that Herod the Great, Great had already died. In his area that he would rule over was divided up amongst his sons. And now we're introduced also to Pontius Pilate, the governor of Judea that was sent from Rome to kind of keep peace, keep things in line. There were also two high priests during his time. One was named Annas, the other one was Caiaphas. And it says the word of God came to John, the son of Zacharias in the wilderness. This beautiful picture of God's word stirring now in John's heart. And he went into the region around Jordan, preaching, otherwise proclaiming and baptizing of repentance for the remission of sins. As it was written in the words of Isaiah the prophet saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain of hills brought low. And the crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough ways smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. And so we see here, even as Isaiah proclaimed, that John the Baptist was to be the forerunner of the Messiah, the forerunner of Jesus Christ. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Ultimately, we will see that fulfilled, even as Paul writes, as he says, Every knee shall bow, every tongue, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. Isn't this amazing when you hear so many people, you know, they seem to be uh, so much of their own opinions uh, across the media. They leave God completely out. But there is going to be a day that everybody's going to recognize Jesus for he, who he is and cry out that he is the salvation of God. Also in Isaiah, Mark's account says, Behold, I send my messengers before your face. Who will prepare your ways before you? The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord and make his path straight. So the question I guess we need to ask ourselves Have we prepared the way of the Lord in our own life? Are we seeking him? Are we allowing our hearts to be filled with his spirits in order that God's word would make our path straight, that Jesus Christ would be straight within our lives? And so as he was out there in the wilderness, it gives us a little description of who John is, or at least the lifestyle that he carried. It tells us that John was clothed with camel hair and with leather belt around his waist waste and he ate locusts and wild honey it, what a picture of this guy i i don't know about you but i 
I'm not something that I would want to wear to have the type of camel's hair. That would seem to be very, very itchy. I don't see right now if you go over to your local mall and you walk into the finest clothing, you will look at the tag, what it's made of. I don't think any of you will find how the clothes are made out of camel's hair. But we're here we find John, basically a man's man living on the wilderness, eating locusts and wild honey. And then he, he preached. And what he says it there in Mark, he says, and there comes one after me. Remember, he's the forerunner who's mightier than I, than, than I am and whose sandal straps I'm not worthy to stoop down and loosen. I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And so here we have Jesus proclaiming, I mean, excuse me, John proclaiming that Jesus Christ is coming. And his ministry is going to be different than mine. All I'm doing here is water baptism, calling it a, attention to everybody that they would that there is a need to repent, to turn their lives to God. But there's something, somebody coming that's more powerful than I, than I am. See, he's going to be the man. Later on, John will say, speak of Jesus as the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. John realized that he, I'm not able to do that. He says, Jesus is mightier than I. Otherwise, my baptism, the things that I could do, only could take you so far. But Jesus, being the Lamb of God, he's not only going to bring a way for us to come to know God as our Lord and Savior, I mean, our way to salvation, but he's also going to baptize us, otherwise submerge us in God's love and the power of the Holy Spirit in order to enable us to live our lives the way God would have us to live our lives. And so it tells us that while he was baptizing us, it tells us there in Matthew chapter 3, it says when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming to be baptized. In Luke, it tells us that a multitude came to be to him to be baptized. And so here's this picture down by the Jordan River. They were coming all the way from Jerusalem, down, down the valley, down to the Jordan River, and people were gathered around as they were hearing uh, of John the Baptist. And then he spoke to them. And I find it's very interesting as he called the Pharisees and the Sadducees brood of vipers, otherwise at this basket of snakes, these you guys who warned, who warned you to flee from the wrath of God by coming down here and getting baptized? You think you're going to miss out on the wrath of God that's going to come upon your life? You know, I call these guys like, you know, su- Sunday day preachers. I mean, Sunday day converts where they come on Sundays, but the rest of their lives they live like they want to live. Come Friday night, they're back to, back to partying. Saturday night, my goodness, watch out. But Sunday morning, they're back in church repenting and asking God's forgiveness. See, these people were called to lead God's people. And they had taken it upon themselves to, to cause the, the position of a, of a pastor, or a, in this case as priest, to represent God to the people and then in turn turn around and represent God, the people to God in prayer and intercession. Now they've taken it where they become a place of merchandising the people of God, making money off of them. John said, you brood of vipers, do you guys think you're actually going to get away with this? He says, if you're sincere, in verse 8 of the uh, Luke chapter 3, 
He says, therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance and do not begin to say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to rise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid at the root of the tree. Therefore, every tree which does not bear, bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. What's he saying there? As he's looking at these people, he says, first of all, he says, bring back evidence of repentance, otherwise fruit of repentance. Show me that there's real change in your life. There, 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 repentance really means that you turn from your lifestyle, you turn from your sin, and you turn to God. You know, the sad thing is that so often what happens to people's life. <laughs> when I've done marriage counseling in the past and which I always find it's a joy to be able to help people, to be able to point them to Christ. So often they'll say to one another, I'm sorry. You know, sorry without true repentance really doesn't go very far, does it? He says, bring back fruit of repentance. Otherwise, that you're not just sorry that you got caught or sorry that it happened at this one incident, but are you willing to change? Are you willing to God to change you? that you'll be a good husband or a good wife by you're trying to care for them and love for them and allow God to change your life. See, these people, all they wanted to do because there was a great excitement down by the Jordan River is to go and take part of it and, and then go back to live their lives the way they, they thought they could live, and John called them on it. He says, you brood of vipers, who do you guys think you are? He says, he says, don't you know that if you say, well, hey, we're part of Abraham's, you know, we're, we're part of the stock of Abraham. We're, we're Hebrews. This is our rights. You know, there isn't any way that you could pass on being born again to your children just because you're a Christian doesn't make your children a Christian, nor if your parents were Christian, does that make you a, 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 a Christian? It takes that personal relationship with each and every one of us. That's why John says, what's wrong with you guys? If, if that was the case, we could, we could call, speak to these very rocks. God could speak to these very rocks, and he could bring a whole nation up a, 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 <laughs> that would be of the father of Abraham. Then he says something interesting as he kind of concludes this little section. He says, and now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Otherwise, the axe is about ready to cut it down. What's a, what was about ready to cut, it, cut down? Their traditions, their way of life that the Pharisees and the high priests had, uh, are now living in. See, it isn't very far down the road. In fact, in 70 AD, Titus is going to come marching in. It's going to completely wipe out their system that they've been living so luxuriously on. He's and here John is saying the axe is at the tree. It's about ready to hew it down. And the sadness is, is that it did happen. And Jesus, later on in Matthew chapter 24, he says, Oh, Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem, how many times have I reached out to you? How many times have I sent prophets to you? How many times have I warned you of things to come? And this your very hour. See, they didn't recognize. They won't recognize that Jesus Christ is the one that John the Baptist is talking about. That Jesus Christ is the one is the one going to fulfill all the prophecies of the Old Testament. And truly, that Jesus, even as Isaiah said, that Jesus is the salvation of God. I pray 
I pray that you too, this day, this week, will turn your life over to Jesus Christ, that you'll know him as Lord and Savior, that you'll be with a willing heart, willing to repent and say, Lord, I don't want to live my life the way I've been living. I want to live my life for you. And that's my prayer. And so until next time, may God richly bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box 4023, Huntington Beach, California, 92647. May God richly bless you.